0: Thanks for joining us, this is the EWN Podcast
1: Network. Hello, 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 and welcome to Rev with Rachel, where we recreate, enlighten, and vibrate in our radiance. I am Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but please just call me Rachel. Today's episode is called Seeds of Entrepreneurial Wisdom with Julie Danskin. Julie Danskin is a speaker, mentor, and navigator for entrepreneurs. She has been a leader as a top independent sales director with Mary Kay for 35 years, and now she is passing on her wisdom to others through public speaking and strategic resources. She also offers an entrepreneurial path through the Mary Kay opportunity for women who want to create a life of liberty, fun, and financial abundance in their own lives. Welcome to the show, Julie. Well, I'm so
0: grateful and happy to be here today, Rachel.
1: Yeah, me too. I have just loved uh, getting to know you and learning more about your success and your journey with Mary Kay. It sounds like such an amazing company. Uh, It
0: truly is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think it's the only place where um, your reality can exceed your dreams.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, You know, in the Mary Kay opportunity, I love that there's just no ceiling for what kind of success you want to create in your life, and also how how Mary Kay is helping, you know, transform lives for women, and then how much they're giving back, and it is just, you know, there's not a whole lot of global companies that are doing so much for women out in the world.
0: And that's really how Mary Kay founded her company. Her purpose was really about Writing an injustice for women, and uh, she she was all about giving back. And a company based in the Golden Rule, and that you know her little seed in 1963 of her vision and nine women is what really inspired me to pursue my career.
1: Mm-hmm. So tell us about you know your career choice with Mary Kay. How did you start? And
0: well, it's an interesting story because. Uh, in 1983, um, you would not have selected me as someone who would go on to, to earn you know, 22 pink Cadillacs from Mary Kay and build a, really a whole life of uh, liberty through the, the Mary Kay opportunity. In 1983, I was in the midst of a successful career as a registered dietitian, had just completed a master of public health, and was serving as the president of the Minnesota Dietetic Association. Plus, I, you know, my husband and I had just started a family and I, I was really at the top of my game. I, you know, had a great career working and developing corporate wellness programs and nutrition edu- education. I loved what I was doing, you know, and you would think, well, why would I leave all that to quote, sell lipstick? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, why does anyone leave a life of being an employee to pursue the adventures of entrepreneurship? Mm-hmm. You know, and really what separates those that travel the path of ultimate success and liberty as an entrepreneur from those who fall off the path and never reach the, you know, fulfillment of success that so many small business people experience. So, you know, over the years, Rachel, numerous smart, hardworking women have said to me, you know, oh, I, I did that for a while. I And, you know, I was in Mary Kay for a while. Then I had a baby or we moved. Or I start a new job or, you know, fill in the blank and then mm-hmm. I quit. And then they say to me, wow, you won how many pink Cadillacs doing that? And as you can, you know, and I've I've heard this over and over again from lots of different women that I've met over the years who've tried an entrepreneurial enterprise in their own. So, and if you can imagine for me in 35 years, a lot of life can happen and a lot of circumstances that could divert a person from pursuing their entrepreneurial enterprise. And I think one of the big differences is that I always had reasons, not excuses to build my business. And mm-hmm. that really becomes because of my entrepreneurial mindset. And as, as a result, it's interesting to see how the um, the transformation in my, myself, first of all, and, in, in, in really in studying what it took to be successful as an entrepreneur, and of course, a big part of the Mary Kay opportunity, the biggest part is developing women. And I was immediately um, thrust into this, this environment of women working together to build each other up, a huge uh, emphasis on personal development and growth, mm-hmm. a constant ability uh, of um, being around other people who were reading books, attending events. Um, doing things to improve themselves, and um, I can remember my mentor Arlene Lennars, would say, you know, if you're just not happy with yourself, you're not happy with where you are. Just jump back up on God's easel; He's not done with you yet. Yeah, that, you know, that was the ongoing thing. Rather than you know, and when most people work a job, they go to work, come home, and their their life can easily become. I hope I get to Friday. There's right. no, there's no, there's just like surviving the week. There's no personal development growth, moving the, you know, moving on and being oh, yeah. themselves in a larger, a larger place. And, you know, that right, right there, I fell in love with that. And then the fact that the the uh, Mary Kay opportunity offers an open-ended opportunity without ceilings and um, so there, there's always the ability to create a larger life, and again, mm-hmm. in most jobs, people can't just do that. You know, they have to fight through some bureaucratic structure of some sort in yeah. order to do that. And there's always a lot of politics and everything. And I immediately love because where I worked in the corporate world, it was always waiting for somebody else to make a decision. It was always waiting for somebody to die or retire. I mean, there was no ability to just go out and create something. Right. And and so, you know, not only was I in this environment of women developing themselves, but the opportunity to actually do create something quickly. And so I just fell in love with that. And of course I had an 18 month old baby when I started my business you know, I was very spare time in the beginning learning and developing, but quickly realized if I stayed on the same path as a registered dietitian in that career, even with all the school and everything I had invested into it, I was going to have this outcome. You know, it was going to be right. working hard at the same thing. And I was always going to be compromising my family. I was never going to get paid what I was worth. And so I can remember as a new beauty consultant, in 1983, my director saying to me, Julie, you really need to go to Mary Kay's seminar so you can see the big picture of Mary Kay. Mm-hmm. And I did not have a clue what she was talking about, but I thought she's driving around a pink Cadillac, making <laughs> times more than anybody that I'm working with in the corporate world. I'm not going to argue with her advice. And so I figured out you know, the childcare and all that and got myself to Dallas, Texas. And at Mary Kay's seminar, and there's something being surrounded by 8,000 women from all backgrounds, all, you know, diverse uh, ethnic backgrounds, ages, size, shapes, sizes, everything, uh-huh. and women that were had transformed their lives and were having loads of fun and, and also achieving their dreams, and I just, I've, I looked around, and I thought, wow, what have all these other women got? I couldn't get fixed. Mm -hmm. And if I stay in the same path, I'm not going to be having any of this. What would happen if I really invested the time to really create a business? And so I came home and quit my job and began to pursue this as a business. And I began to be excited about thinking of myself as the president of my own company. And, you know, when I work, you know, think about this. When you work for somebody else, how often do you do things you don't feel like doing? Like, Show up at work frequently. <laughs> and, but you know, I thought to myself, if I'm willing to work that hard for somebody else, why wouldn't I work that hard for myself? So when I made this decision, I decided I was going to be the toughest boss I'd ever worked for. Mm, no. I, I, I mean, I really did. And I, you know, I organized childcare, I set up hours, I made a financial commitment to my husband. Um, you know, I wasn't just gonna play it. I, right. Yeah. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dedicate myself. And um, if something doesn't work right, I'm gonna figure it out. I'm not gonna, you know, just say, oh well, it's just not gonna work. No. Right. So, and it's interesting because you know, within six months, I'd earned one of the first um, Mary Kay career cars that consultants could earn in the state of Minnesota, and then. Then within you know this, and then my second Mary Kay car was delivered the same month my daughter was born. That's so cool. I, I really you know I and I always think of her as the Mary Kay baby. You know, but <laughs> my, my children grew up with being involved with my business and watching me build a business out of the home. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, uh, children learn by what's caught, not not what's taught. Yeah. And they 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 became entrepreneurs. They learned to think like entrepreneurs. Consequently, you know, they learned to drive in pink Cadillacs. Mm-hmm. They graduated from college with you know no school debt, and now are both successful entrepreneurs in their own right. And uh, it's interesting because that's you know they've gone through jobs and things as they you know left college, and they really um, soar as entrepreneurs. And it's because of this entrepreneurial mindset that I really want to talk about today. What is what is all that, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. The other part of this that was transformed is my husband, who you know worked this very successful corporate career, very demanding, and at a point really got to the point where I was really worried about his health, honestly. Mm-hmm. And um, I, you know, he was offered an early uh, retirement from that uh, organization. And because of my, uh, well, the, together we worked on this, we worked as a team, um, you know, because of what we invested in America opportunity, I had developed such an income that he could make that decision to, to leave at the age of 51. And so he's actually uh, worked out of the home for 17 years. And he went on to develop an entrepreneurial enterprise in addition to, promoting himself to what he called the chief domestic officer. <laughs> <laughs> right. but, you know, and so it's interesting because of, you know, all the people in my life transformed into an uh, all of them successful entrepreneurs. And it was always this mindset that, that I really want to talk about. And so really today I, I build my business simply for the joy of passing on this wisdom to other women, so that other women could have the, the ability to really put their families first mm-hmm. and create financial independence that people today just dream about. And um, I, I think, um, you know, there's, it's, I don't have time to tell you, but how this blessed our family in so many different ways. It, you know, even the point of all the things that weigh on families, all the financial things of college and all that. But then you add elderly parents that need to be taken care of. A lot of things that happen in our lives, when we are able to always put our lives in order, like Mary Kay Ash taught, which was have your faith first, your family second, and your career third, then things work. Mm-hmm. Out of that order, things don't work. And, um, you know, I really feel that's such a privilege to be a part of an organization that um, promotes that that that's the foundation, that every, that culture of how, that you can have your life the way you want it. You never have to settle and you do not have to have your priorities out of order. Mm-hmm. So, so the question remains, why be an entrepreneur? You know, maybe you can relate to this situation, you know, or maybe the situation of other people, you know, in a work environment, all right. You bring home a decent paycheck at your nine to five, which actually is a six, six, a.m. to 6 p.m. job, you maybe look very successful on the outside, but unfortunately, you don't feel successful on the inside, you know, or Mm -hmm. every time you're ready to move forward in your career, in your job, you find there are roadblocks that are beyond your control and always are limiting you, Mm -hmm. or you have a lot of creative ideas that have to go through a lot of corporate cogs, and by the time the bureaucracy is ready to implement your ideas, you're just exhausted and done with it, You know, or you're really tired of walking a fuzzy ethical line, doing things that don't feel quite right in your heart because your job environment requires it, or you're just fed up with other people setting your life priorities. And so, you know, those, I think, are the things that weigh on women, particularly working in a job environment. Right. Right. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, uh, a woman is already an entrepreneur. You know, she's, you know, has an entrepreneurial enterprise. However, she still operates with an employee mentality. So, you know, how does that look? Well, a woman can feel lost without the structure of being, quote, at the office. That suddenly that social structure of going to work and coming home is gone. And, you know, people have a difficult transition with that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they feel like their life is a nest of distractions. And there's lots of activity, but no accomplishment because there's no structure all right Um, they feel adrift with no guiding vision bouncing from one crisis to the next Mm -hmm. Um, and you know consequently women in this environment find themselves comparing themselves a lot feeling less than you know looking outside for uh to others for answers and so that there's this entrepreneurial mentality is missing and Mm -hmm. so consequently uh, they don't thrive when moving into an entrepreneurial enterprise. So today I'm going to talk about, I actually have six seeds of entrepreneurial wisdom. I'm going to talk about two of them. And I've really found that these six seeds are the keys that distinguish the top 2% of successful entrepreneurs. And how do I know this? Because over the last 35 years, I've coached, mentored, taught thousands of women how to create a successful entrepreneur enterprise of you know in their home and so and it's interesting when i've observed how who thrives and who doesn't see that these are some of the things i've won are learned and so myself as a in the top one percent of a of a top multi-million dollar direct selling company i mean mary Kay today is a multi-billion dollar company top five global beauty brand you know and it's it when i look at um, the numbers of years I've achieved—it's one thing to win one pink Cadillac, okay. It's mm-hmm. another—it's another thing to create a whole lifestyle and win twenty-two cars, right? You know, do unit clubs uh, year in year out of half million or more, um, and stay married for forty-some years, forty-three yeah. years, and raise two <laughs> kids and. Because a lot of people have successful businesses, but then the rest of their life is a shambles, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I really feel like I have some wisdom to pass on being in the top 1% of a company like this. And so. Uh,
1: yeah. And Julie, I know myself being around and going to some of these events with you through Mary Kay, uh, my my vision has expanded because of it. I I know. One of the things was, like, I had this idea in my head that my boys would have to go to a state school because I want to pay for their undergraduate degree, and that would probably be all we could manage. And, and then I heard a speaker talk about what she was able to offer her children, and I was like, wait a second, you know, that's possible. I'm going to get out of limited thinking that we could only afford a state school and let my, you know, children be able to choose where they want to go and provide that for them so that they can follow Follow their hearts, and so the more and more I hang around you and um, attend some Mary Kay events, I, my my vision and the ideals of what is possible kind of keeps expanding. And I thought I had already expanded that, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I had left an academic position, um, you know, realizing that it wasn't aligning with the lifestyle that I wanted to create for my family. You know, unfortunately, my husband was you know supportive of that, and I found a renewed passion for. Um, personal development and healing, um, you know, getting more into the power of the mind and emotions. Um, And so I kind of went through that transition and became an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, but, Mm -hmm. and then just different things kept happening that I never would have dreamed were possible or, you know, new ideas, becoming a reverend, you know, um, different things that I experienced along the journey. But so it is ultimately kind of this journey of personal growth and, and spiritual growth, I think. Uh Uh Yeah.
0: And I think that you, you put a point right there. That is that personal growth is always the lid on people's vision, their ability to see bigger things. Yeah. And because you open that window for yourself, now you're opening the window for your children. Mm -hmm. So, and that is an interesting thing that, I want to make a point here is that when I found that when I shared the Mary key opportunity with a woman and she took that opportunity and she developed her business and her success, it not only made a difference for her, it was a, a difference of generations because her children grow up with a different vision. Her mm-hmm. husband has a different vision. I've seen whole families become transformed because of they're in the Mary Kay environment that empowers people. That's and, cool. and and so it is a generational thing that you are passing on and you're just making a point right there of exactly the beginning of that. Yeah. That's, that's exciting. Well, and it's
1: very powerful to get to the end of, the, of your day and still p- feel positive, energetic and inspired instead of like, okay, I made it to five o'clock. Now I'm going to go home and just crash, mm-hmm. turn on TV, you know, kind of escape because we just had a, you know, you know, we are kind of wasting our creative energy and a job we didn't like and all of that. Right.
0: right. And yeah. that's what we bring home to our families.
1: Right. That's,
0: that's such a great thought.
1: <laughs> no. Right. So right. I can't wait to hear more about your seeds of entrepreneurial wisdom, but we're going to take a commercial here and we'll have more with Julie Danskin when we return. Welcome back. You are listening to Rev with Rachel. I am Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but you can call me Rachel. Today I'm speaking with Julie Danskin, speaker, mentor, and navigator for entrepreneurs. She's also a top independent sales director with Mary Kay, and she's been doing that for four, 35 years. Welcome back, Julie.
0: Great. It's great to be here. Yeah. So, so today I'm going to do my best to share everything I can in the short time we have. And of course, I've, I've uh, distilled this down to six seeds of entrepreneurial wisdom. And of course, time doesn't allow me to go through all six seeds. But I promise I will show our, your listeners where they can get the rest of the seeds. Today, I'm going to start, though, by sharing two of the, the powerful seeds that, are, that begin this journey. Cool. And so um, where does it all start? Well, the first seed is called inner voice. Did you know... You actually have an inner voice of wisdom, and when nurtured, it will guide you to take inspired actions, often despite the noise of daily life and all the stakeholders around you. And this inner voice is really a gift of intuition that nudges you to strike in a new path. And, And a successful entrepreneur knows to develop, listen, and trust inner knowing. So has your inner voice ever said, quote, If I could wave a magic wand and design the life of my dreams, I would not be here. (laughs) (laughs) I know there is more for me. All right. So what happens when this voice is ignored? Or if you succumb to being a SNIOP, a SNIOP, that's S-N-I-O-P. That stands for susceptible to the negative influence of other people. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) <laughs> so, you know, most people go in the front door of life and out the back door of life and nobody knew they were there. You know, in fact, 85% of people sleepwalk through life and never allow their gifts and talents to shine. So have you ever said to yourself, I don't want the next five years to be the same as the last five years?
1: Yeah, I have. Yeah, you know you have,
0: yeah. And in 1983, my inner voice was, you know, shouting that, you know, it really was. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it's what gave me the power and the courage to lead a very successful career in the nutrition field where I had invested a lot of school and things to pursue my own business. Really a business I knew nothing about. You know, I really didn't wear makeup, didn't know anything about it. But my inner voice was really what was uh, serving me right there. And that was... You know, and that this inner voice has served me at many crossroads of my business. And, you know, your inner voice will give you truth regardless of circumstances. And so let me give you an example. In the early 80s, I was one of the first women in the state of Minnesota to earn a company career car. And it was one of the first, uh, I was also one of the first women to have a, the car taken away. <laughs>
1: Oh no, <laughs> you didn't <laughs> tell me that really. was gone, and
0: that was gone. All right. Well, actually, there's a great lesson here, right? Okay. <laughs> so, so, um, so now that was my circumstances, okay. Mm-hmm. But here's the truth in my mind at the time. I in my mind, my inner voice is saying, I'm headed to the top, I just don't have the right team yet. So, my ability to follow my inner voice, the truth, and learn from my experience led me to developing one of the top teams in the company and thus earning my second career car within the next three months. And then for over 35 years driving, uh, 22 cars that I've earned from Mary Kay, um, 12 of them, the, the prestigious pink Cadillac and that one area of my business has, has blessed our family with over $360,000 in income because of the, uh, all those cars that our company did, or our family didn't have to pay for. That's awesome. So I know it's amazing. So And so in the midst of it all, you could, uh, you know, really, uh, uh, you know, get yourself down. But I instead listened to my inner voice. So, you know, what is your inner voice saying to you? Are you listening and taking inspired action? And so here are some of my favorite ideas for nurturing the inner voice. First of all, committing daily 30 minutes to a divine download. Uh, and what I mean by that, getting quiet, writing in a journal, and opening up space so that you can listen to what the divine is t- is telling you. All right, um, uh, and keeping a journal in your bathroom. This is a good idea because we oh. get the best ideas in the shower. Yeah, right? <laughs> don't we? Because our minds relax, and then our the, the ideas float into your head. Well, you you know, by your bed in the shower. That's where you get that higher um, divine inspiration comes to you when your your co- your conscious mind's quiet for a while
1: mm-hmm. and so
0: you and if you don't write it down the faintest ink is better than the most retentive memory because so yeah. <laughs> ideas are gone quick you know so this daily meditation prayer you know so that you actually carve out time every day to do this also drowning out negative influences in your life with loads of motivational reading Listening, you know, to podcasts like this, recordings. Um, I um, quickly, as a new beauty consultant, learned quickly that my, you know, that little voice that's in our head, which from age five, for a lot of us, heard tons and tons of no's. I mean, mm-hmm. I've read once how many no's in a day and how many negative influences. I learned that I had to drown that out by listening consistently. To, and in Mary Kay, we have tons of motivational tapes that we can get, you know, virtually free, the, you know, recordings and things. And so I made it a habit that I just never allowed my brain to go to, to you know, dive into the negative voices that were going on in my head. I would immediately turn on something positive so I could mm-hmm. drown that out. Well, that is retraining the subconscious mind every time we're feeding it this positive Information. Some of that is technical skill, but a lot of it is just plain how to think, how yeah. to think in a more expanded way, you know. And here's another thing uh, as women, a lot of us are um, programmed to stuff anger and frustration, you know, that we just kind of settle and uh, we just put up with stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I've learned quickly that is the road to cancer you know, that's the road to be chronically ill. And so as women learning to talk out those things that are creating uh, issues in our life, being solution oriented, not problem focused. Mm -hmm. And I, I love this quote by Napoleon Hill from the famous book, Think and Grow Rich. Every adversity, every failure, every heartache carries with it the seed of an equal or greater benefit. And that's what I learned in, you know, earning that first car and losing the car. I learned what it took to really develop a successful team. I learned that failure is my greatest teacher and Mm -hmm. failure is a friend and that I, that I'm not a failure, but this situation maybe is. And what, you know, what is it I'm going to do about it? So this whole mindset of being solution oriented, not problem focused is something that really distinguishes people at the top, really mm-hmm. different. All right, so that's the first seed, inner voice. So as you can, you know, start to feel how powerful even this one little seed is. Okay, so now the and, second
1: and Julie, with that inner voice, like I feel like we can be we can be guided to those next steps. Like we don't have to analyze yeah. and worry and figure it all out. Yes. Um, you know, being still and silent and listening from within will give us, you know, what is that next step? We'll get that kind of nudge in that direction. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to really force everything.
0: Exactly. And that's why carving out space to nurture it every day is really important and learning to flex the muscle of trusting inner voice regardless of all the stakeholders in your life and all the noise. And there's a lot of noise in our lives today because we, you know, with all the social media and, and, you know, and and being able to turn off your cell phone and have a digital holiday is, I think, an important, again, people are addicted to that. And learning to have a digital uh, holiday each and every day for a moment can give room for this inner voice to be developed.
1: So. I love that you've applied that to your Mary Kay business. That's mm-hmm. so cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it makes all the difference. Yeah. So, so you ready for the second seed? I am. Okay. Yeah. The second seed, seed of entre- entrepreneurial wisdom is vision. You know, what conquers that feeling of being drifting as a clerk at sea, bouncing from wave to wave? What attracts and keeps motivated business partners and customers? Well, the question is, do you have vision? All right. So I laugh when I remember waking up one day and realizing that my demanding, busy life felt out of control. You know, my my life, my goal in life had really become that rut of I hope I get to Friday. Mm-hmm. You know, you know and how many people can relate. All right? I
1: felt that like I just want to survive the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just yeah. got to get get till nine o'clock.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know. Well,
1: okay, then we—that's a moment, right? To, yeah, <laughs> that's right. If it, that was a moment right. of awareness, and right. I was like, "Is this really wh- what I, how I want to feel during right. the day?" Uh-huh. And yeah. Mary
0: Kay had a way of saying this would re- that would really uh, make us all really, you know, really sit up straight. She'd say, <laughs> "You know, the difference between a rut." And a grave is six feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and that just that mentality of I hope I get to Friday. I hope I get to, to uh, get through the day that can become an habitual behavior pattern mm-hmm. and a rut for a lot of women working today, particularly working mothers. Okay. Yeah. So, so fortunately, you know, this was a wake up call for me that inspired me to imagine, What if life could could be different? How would I change things? So the very act of imagining possibilities instead of just settling is vision. And this is what separates the successful entrepreneur from the crowd. The ability to live in your dreams at all times, regardless of the daily ups and downs of life, this is what's required for ultimate success. So in other words, in the midst of all the, you know, the dirty diapers, the You know, the garage door didn't open, the kids forgot their schoolwork, da-da-da-da. You know, make a list, right? (laughs) In the midst of it, can we be living in our dream and our vision in the midst of all this? All right. So um, think about this. Your current mindset grows in your life and business and will attract like-minded people to your organization. Like attracts like. So where you're living in your mind and your heart all the time will attract the same people. And so I have two stories to illustrate the power of vision, one personal and one professional. Cool. Okay. So how, how do you feel today? <laughs> are you a cork out to sea bouncing about? Or are you the captain of a sailboat on course <laughs> on course to a destination using the winds of life to power yourself forward? Okay. The court does life like this, constantly tossed by the daily dippies, always reacting, bouncing from crisis to crisis, and never getting anywhere. Ever had months and years go by like this? <laughs> right? right. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Or how does the captain of a sailboat do life and business? Uh, is they, the captain of a sailboat sets course, sets the course. What do I mean by that? She asked herself and answered the questions, how do I want to create my life? What do I want it to look like? How do I want to feel? Who am I taking with me? And what are my priorities? As the captain of your boat with a destination in mind, you'll set the course of the boat rudder, which is your vision. So if you think of a sailboat, it's got the rudder that cuts through the water that's your vision. That's what sets the direction, okay? Mm-hmm. And if I had the picture of the sailboat up that you could see, the sails are the strategies, the actions, the plans that create your vision. And the you know the winds of life uh, are what beat up against the sails. And when you have the rudder set with your vision and you have the sails set correctly, the um, winds of life will propel you towards your vision. If you have uh, the rudder is not set, it's just there's you know, no hand on the rudder. And there, the, the, uh, the ropes that hold the sails in place, they aren't set. What happens? The wind just buffets the boat all over. It floats around just like a cork, bounces from uh, wave to wave and gets nowhere. So the vision is your rudder and your strategies and plans are how you set the sales. All right? So how does this look in business and life? All right. It all started with me making a vision board. Mm. I made a vision board and I kept it in front of me at all times. Each day I would imagine everything here as if it had already happened. All right. I tracked and celebrated every small victory on the way. Every setback was used as a learning opportunity. You know, I was always resetting the sails of my boat. So the vision board was made, and I actually I mean, it was an old fashioned cutout pictures and everything. Yeah. And I'll speak a little bit about how I did this. But the key is it has to be in front of your face all the time, because um, uh, it will com- commute compute with your subconscious mind, even when you're not thinking about it, because your mind thinks in pictures. All right. Uh So this vision board is very important. OK, you know, as a result, everything that I put on that initial vision board came to pass. All right. You know, and that, you know, that led the first the first thing was um, a a trip to Greece. That was the Mary Kay top director trip that was Mm -hmm. on that first vision board. The uh, the um, Mary Kay dream home I live in today on the little lake that I love you know, that is, that was on the vision board. You know, all these things that I had put on that vision board initially came to pass. Mm-hmm. Was my business anywhere near that when I put it together? Absolutely not. I made myself stick to my stomach just putting the vision board together. All right. Oh, oh no. all right I mean, I really did. All right. Yeah. And I want you to think about this. All right. Um, it's been said and studied that only 3% of people write a goal down. Okay. Mm -hmm. Only 3%. And um, do you know that there was actually a study done by the graduates of Yale, you know, and I, you know, they were studied over 20 years and when they graduated in 1950 something, whatever it was, you know, how many of them written down a goal? 3%. Okay. And then 20 years later, these same people were studied and um, all of them said they had goals, but only three of them, 3% wrote them down. All right. Okay. And 20 years later, that 3% was financially worth more than all the 97% rest of them.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: All right. And they were happier and healthier and everything else. That's the power of writing a goal down. I want you to think about if only 3% write a goal down, what percentage actually make a vision board and put it up on the wall and look at it every day, even fewer, Mm -hmm. All right. That's the power of this. All right. And I can still remember the day years later when my assistant pulled this dusty old vision board out of a closet and we (laughs) looked at it. I mean, it had spider webs and everything, all of it. And I looked at (laughs) it and I said, look, we are standing in the house that was on that vision board. We are standing in it. All right. So as a result, my vision attracted loads of other women who wanted to live their dreams, too. And many of them became leaders in our organization in Mary Kay and have years of success because they were attracted to my vision. And then they went on to create their own vision. All right. So that was really exciting. And, you know, that is, you know, all that journey is what created the abundance for my family. So my husband could leave his corporate job and all that. Well, then uh, 2014 rolled around, which was another pivotal point in my career. You know, after 45 years of being a runner and a very active person, I found myself hobbling around in enormous chronic pain. Mm. All right. Championship performance had turned into barely getting through a day. Okay. All right. So I, of course, set a new course for a new chapter of my life with a renewed vision board. I knew that I had to do a different kind of vision board. And I wanted to focus on a vibrant health And I also wanted to begin making room for grandchildren in my life. Now, Mm -hmm. nobody else was living in that vision yet, but I was. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So interestingly, all of this now became a reality, including my restored health and a new grandson named Leo. And if you look at this vision board, it was um, four months later. I was uh, doing some exercising and looking at my vision board while I was doing it. And I noticed that right above the picture of my little grandson on this vision board was a lion. And I realized his mm-hmm. name is Leo. And so the power of this vision board is incredible. And what was different about this particular vision board is because of my health situation, I didn't have business goals so much on there. This mm-hmm. whole vision board was how did I want to feel? Okay. It was all about the emotions in my life and, 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 And how I wanted my life to be um, in, you know, love and relationship and family. It was, there were business goals in there, but it was more how I wanted to feel and hold myself in my life. And so it was a totally different vision board. So it's really exciting because what, you know, I love Mary Kay's quote, and I just live by this. She said, whatever you vividly imagine, ardently desire and enthusiastically act upon will inevitably come to pass. And she, she did that herself. I mean, she sat at her kitchen table in 1963 with a legal pad and wrote out the beginnings of what she wanted to imagine for women after being this single mom supporting three working in a man's world where there was no opportunity. No one had ever had a vision like that for women. No one, you know, Mm -hmm. and she really carved out a path for millions of women. And so her, her vision was what attracted me originally to Mary Kay. And then I learned to take her same principles that she taught us about vision and apply it in all these other areas of my business and my life. And amazingly, it this does work, all right? So what are some things you want to know about vision boards? First of all, remember your subconscious mind thinks in pictures. So you want to start by collecting images that resonate with you. Give yourself a month or so to do it. is this time of year is a perfect time to do it. Have an envelope like where you open your mail or someplace where you are frequently. And as things come across to you, to you stick them in the envelope, all right? Um, You can go to Google Images and download images. And actually, Jan Canfield actually has a vision app that you can download on your phone, all right? Oh, really? Yeah. So, but the point is to think in pictures, okay? Um, Lots of words are not as effective as pictures. Although, if there's certain sayings or things that you want to have on a vision board that really resonate with you, then you want to maybe put that one saying, okay? So um, uh, let's see, I, I, I want to take my computer here. I'm going to take this over and read this off my current vision board because this is the one I have on here. Okay. Why, is, why is it that the ship beats the waves when the waves are many and the ship is just one? The reason is the ship has purpose. So that quote is from Winston Churchill. Hmm. All right. So something that resonates with you at this point in your life, uh, for some people, it might be a biblical, biblical quote. Something that you know that you put on there that gives you power. But not a lot of words. It's mostly pictures. All right. And then remember, emotions are a powerful influence on your subconscious mind. Make sure the symbols, the colors, and pictures evoke positive emotions. If there is negative emotion that comes from anything, you do not want that on your vision board. You know, for example, you would never put no debt on your vision board ever, Mm -hmm. all right? You would put financial freedom, all right? So make sure that everything evokes positive emotion, all right? And I think it's really great to even get together with friends, play great music, have a vision board party, or schedule a self-reflective, nurturing time for yourself and make your vision board. This is something that can easily be procrastinated on because there's a whole big emotional response in your body from putting together vision
1: because
0: mm-hmm. it, it triggers your subconscious mind.
1: Yeah, because the, low, the lower brain doesn't want to change. All right. Yeah, <laughs> the lower change. brain is like, no, we don't want to yeah, be yeah. different than we're doing right now. <laughs> exactly. This is danger, danger, danger.
0: You know? <laughs> so you, you really have to schedule a time to do it. All right. And then I think creating vision boards for different parts of your life, all right? Um, And then put vision boards where you you see them, like on, on your phone, on your computer screen, your bathroom mirror, your office wall, all right? Something where you see them all the time, all right? And then renew your vision board based on your inner voice. So when you feel that that vision board is not speaking to you anymore, it's time to renew it, all right? And of course, Be one of the few who actually put this into practice and get start. Be one of the 1%. Don't, you know, don't be part of those people that just sleep through through life, all right? So you you can see how and feel how rich these seeds can be, all right? So as entrepreneurs, we have the good pleasure of planting tiny seeds and watching them grow into something beautiful. So today I've talked about two seeds, inner voice and vision. There are four more, and if you have been inspired by some of the things I talk about today, I encourage you to go to juliedanskin.com, and you can sign up for my free e-newsletter. It's not you're not going to get a million emails. You'll just get six emails that will review six of these Cs and will give you food for thought on Cs for entrepreneurial mindset. And you also there can read about my journey. I have pictures of me and my kids picking up my first pink Cadillac and you know, just the cool stuff in there. And I have a very short video where I talk a little bit about the Mary Kay opportunity, all that's there. So I think what's great is to, is to, is to really own the fact that you are powerful. Your inner voice is speaking to you and have the courage to listen and create your vision and take inspired action. So that's my message today.
1: That's wonderful, Julie. Thank you. I, I'm sure our listeners are like, well, now where are, you know, what are those other seeds? So I hope that they go and um, go to juliedanskin.com, um, get on your newsletter and get those um, six seeds. You. You're such an awesome teacher and mentor. And uh, I just appreciate um, what you bring in terms of personal and spiritual growth and, and all of that. So thank you so much for being on today. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it was fun. It's really fun. <laughs> Hey, listeners, I have an app that will support you on your journey to inner healing and radiance. It's free to download and you can subscribe for more features, including my daily recreators, power words for retraining your mind and get special push notifications from me with quotes and other messages for your healing journey. For links to download and subscribe, go to www.rachelapp.com. And you can also get my nine happiness and healing essentials by signing up for my newsletter, at www.drrachelw.com. With that, remember to rev, recreate, enlighten, and vibrate. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, be love.
0: This is the EWN Podcast Network.